another episode of Song Mess. My name is Richard Villegas. And I'm Beverly Bryan. And we are listening to one of my faves right now, Bev. Yep, it's Los Walters. We are singing along with a song called Sobre la Gente. Yes, and it's so good. And you know what I like to talk about? Sobre la Gente. Um. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back <laughs> with a very special guest. And hopefully some island cheese man.
Alrighty, and we are back with a special guest, Miss Tatiana Tenreiro. She is a music journalist and um, lots of other cool things. And um, we're going to be playing a little bit of music from Puerto Rico because that's where she's from originally. And yeah, Tatiana, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit more? And how you doing, girl? Doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And thanks for pronouncing my name correctly. Hey. Um, yeah, I mean, this is what we're trying to figure out, you know, just uh, trying to navigate these these conversations. Um, so, yeah, so Tatiana, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's going on? I grew up in Puerto Rico cool. until I was 18. Then I moved to college. I was never involved in the music industry there, surprisingly, until after I moved. So you got into music after um, moving to... Uh, the continental U.S. No, I got into music there, but I was more into American music. And then when I moved from Puerto Rico, I started getting into music from the island. Interesting. That's cool. Um, well, is it like what brought that about? Like, did you meet like folks who got you into it or what? Yeah, um, it was really strange like how it happened. Basically, I befriended somebody who went to high school with me, but we had never talked in high school and she knew everybody in the music scene there. So she introduced me to this new world that I had never experienced before of small venues, um, dos por cinco medallas, and... Wait, was dos por cinco medallas like a, like a local venue? No. Oh. Wait, what does, what does that, that mean? It's a beer special. Oh, work. Pushing, oh, yeah. The, I'm sorry. Wow. The gringo is showing on this side we're of the We're trying to like, yeah, we're trying to get it together. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, so you mean like you guys would like, then you, she started like taking you out to shows um, in Puerto Rico when you would go back on yeah. break. Like, um, so um, I, like in San Juan or like, where were the shows? What was going on? What was um, the scene? So it's mostly Via Piedras and Santorce, where the venues I've been to are. Mayaguez also has a pretty like blossoming music scene, but I've never been there yet. Mm-hmm. Santorce has El Local, right? That like very famous punk yeah. spot. Yeah, El Local is great. Has the worst bathroom I've ever seen. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, you know. now I believe it's a really great punk spot. Yeah, exactly. That's it's what a great I'm punk like. Spot. It's like our version of Chase Stadium. Um, it has a couch, has like a little kitchen. Come through the hood. <laughs> it's fine. We're not editing that out. I'm gonna close the no, it's fine. It's hot in here. Please don't. <laughs> um, so we're in we're in the studio that is actually my apartment. Anyway, and the, these streets is not having it today. Um, no, cool. That's a really cool story because like that's sort of very similar to sort of my coming to the scene. You know, like I lived in Chile and I didn't even notice the, the the indie scene until I came back to to the US and I was like oh fuck like I just I missed it yeah um so like uh, you know were you aware of any of this of this of this indie scene while you were there like did you know anybody or in hindsight do you know people who are musicians now I really didn't I knew Camformio and I knew Davila 666 and that's it oh wow I mean that's some good ones to know damn <laughs> Um, so like, uh, so what attracted you to music, to like, you know, music journalism and working in the industry? Honestly, it was not something I had ever planned out to do. When I was 16, I was very involved in, um, Tumblr (laughs) of all things. So I learned a lot about bands like Tyson Dronicus and 
the standard teenage girl bands like Rilo Kylie and anything Jane Lewis affiliated. And from there, I basically decided like all I want to do is talk to bands and go to shows to experience this thing that everybody else seems to be experiencing, but I can't because I'm stuck in an island. So in college, I realized I had an opportunity to do it. So I started an internship at a site called Vinyl District, and the rest is history. Sweet. Oh, yeah. You also um, interned or like wrote for uh, Brooklyn Vegan for a while. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so after I left Vinyl District, Brooklyn Vegan let me be their staff writer for two years, which is really nice for them. And um, yeah, so maybe like uh, what are some other places that you have uh, written for? Just so like we can get an idea. I mean, because your resume is not exactly small. It is not. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's out here. So yeah, like what are what are some places where like like we might we might have have seen your work? Well, not to brag too much, but I did publish my master's thesis from Columbia on Oprox. Oh yeah, we didn't even we didn't even get to that. Um, you also uh, recently graduated with a master's in journalism and finished a, an internship at Billboard. I did, yeah. Right on. So that we've read you in Billboard, Uproxx, uh, HuffPo. Did I hear you mention HuffPo before? Yeah, I was a HuffPo Latino Voices writer for a while, an unpaid writer. That's how that goes. Um, <laughs> They're stopping that, aren't they? I certainly hope so, because I don't plan on writing for free if I can h- help I think, it. I think HuffPo is going... They're, they're like, free writing... Oh, you mean at HuffPo? Yeah. ...is going away? Yeah, that's the thing. That's I why I can finally say it. I was not paid by them, which is rough when you're worth for $100 million, but... Yeah, that yeah. Sounds about right. I mean, publications kind of need to get it together. Like, if someone's making money, the writers should make money. If anyone is making money, the people who make the content should make money. It doesn't... Anyway, bef- let's not go on a rant. The struggle is real, <laughs> is what we're trying to say. And pay, please pay your staffers. Like, you know... Ugh, just and, like, also please hire Tatiana. She's freelancing, but, like, she'd love to get, like, her first, like, butt in a chair and a desk staff job. And, yeah, you just, should... Just because you're booked doesn't mean you shouldn't continue to get booked. So, yeah, hire Tatiana. Also hire me. But you know, hire everybody in this room. Yeah, please. I'll take a I'll take a gig. Shit. Um, all right. Well, let's listen to some m- music. Let's yeah, uh, yeah. Let's tell us a little bit about Los Walters. So, well, so well before uh, yes, actually, tell us about Los Walters because you know I have other questions about this playlist. Los Walters are interesting ones. They're like the indie pop band that's like really big in Puerto Rico. I've never seen them play a small venue there, which is really strange. Like, they probably have. I've only seen them at La Respuesta, which is like the fancy DIY venue that is super expensive. I want to go see Los Walters at a fancy DIY venue that's super expensive in, is it in Centerse? Yeah. It, yeah, right. Um, but they're also pretty big, like all over, um, all, like all over Latin America. They're not as well known in the U.S., I don't think. Yeah, they should be, because they're actually really fun. Which actually brings us to why uh, you why we're doing this playlist. There's like, which obviously like you you sort of wanted to suggest something I think that's like very much in line with like the entire spirit of the podcast, yes. which is just like everybody listen to this. So it's like you kind of wanted to talk about the scene in um, 
Puerto Rico. And specifically like the DIY scene in, in, in Puerto Rico. Yeah. So here's the thing. I was always really harsh on Latino music. And I was always like, I don't want to be pigeonholed as a, as a writer who is Puerto Rican. I don't want to write about any Latino band. And then I got into these bands and I realized I don't like them just because I'm Puerto Rican. I like them because they're really fucking good. Yep. There's like, you know, we say it all the time. There's an entire world of amazing music, uh, amazing indie music in Spanish. And I don't know. Everyone should be checking it out. Well, and also like everybody thinks it's like, well, like, so check out this band in Spanish. And immediately they start hearing like Cucaracha. And it's just like, that's not at all it, you know? And it's just like, and that, you know, for, for, at least for myself, I don't, I, I don't want to speak for you, but first had that moment that like, you know, where I realized I was like, oh shit. Like it, it's not just like, oh, that's cool. Like. Latinos also making music, blah, blah, blah. Like, give me the next LCD sound system <laughs> record. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it was very like, oh, shit. Like, right. No, we, of course, have a perspective. And, like, we, of course, have a voice. And, like, there are entire scenes outside of, like, whatever's happening in, like, some, you know, dusty old town outside of Detroit or whatever. Like, it's just like, right. We, we, we have this voice and we have this skill, too. And, like, we don't even need to, like, map it out through whatever, like, gringos are doing. Like, it's, you know, just entire like electronic scenes or like roots scenes are like happening all, all across Latin America. And it's just like, it's so, it's so, it's so beautiful. Like I've, I've kind of like just given up on, on gringo stuff. Cause I'm just like, like Jasmine from, you know, Aladdin, I discovered a whole new world. Um, <laughs> um, so part, part of that world is, is the, the beauty of Los Walters is the song. Um, this is an earlier song by them. It's a much earlier song. Yeah. I think it's almost 10 years old. Yeah, because I've been a big fan of theirs for like two or three years now, and I'd never heard it. And I was just like, oh, this must be from like one of the first EPs or something. Because um, I love it. I've like, I saw them at Festival Normal, and I was like, oh my God. And like, I met them, and I was like, oh my God, you're so you beautiful. You met them? Yeah, like they were just walking around. They're not as, like, they're huge in Puerto Rico and probably here in the diaspora, but outside of that, like, I don't think a lot of people know them. Like, it, they were just walking around Festival Normal, just like in, like, you know, beach shorts. Just like, hey. You know. Well, I haven't met them, so if they're listening, I love you very much. <laughs> <laughs> they actually they were one of the first bands to ever like share song mess. So like, you know, they have sh- that. they have shown us some love in the past. Well, so shout um, out to Los Walters. Speaking of uh you know great bands that we love mm-hmm. that are also from Puerto Rico. Yes. Um what do you have next? That well, you wanted to share about well, this you, scene. Well, actually, you have a song by Balloon. You ha- you brought in Años Atrás, which is awesome because it's kind of an older song that we love. And since we try to stay a little new, we we, we haven't been able to play it. But I, I'm so excited you brought it. Oh, yeah. I love talking about Balloon. They're one of my favorite bands that are from Puerto Rico who moved here and are staying here. So why did you pick this particular track for today? Okay, so I don't remember exactly how, how I found out about Balloon. But this is the first song that I fell in love with by them. Right that on. made me want to look up their music. And I remember I was studying abroad in England for a year. And that was like around the time that I got really into bands from Puerto Rico. And this one song was the song that I listened to every single day in my commute from Harrow, which is like in the outskirts of London, into London. So it's like a 40-minute travel time so that one means a lot to me i don't know why exactly (laughs) sometimes a song just speaks to you it's a good one too i mean it's a kind of sad one 
but it also makes you kind of want to dance. Okay, I'm my Spanish is bad enough that I'm like, what's it about? <laughs> well, what is it about? Do you know? I mean, you've probably yeah, listened to this so very carefully. From what I understand, it's like looking back in the early ship, how it was years ago, and being nostalgic and shit about it. Oh, yeah. I translated the lyrics once. That is sort of what it was about. Like, some of their songs, they're like... They're, like, about relationships, but sort of, like, filtered through, like, a sci-fi, very imaginative kind of um, it's lens. Dreamy. Yeah, it turns, it, like, it, like, takes, like, real, like, actual sad things and then, like, puts them on a, in a city on another planet and then you f- somehow feel better about it. Cool. <laughs> okay, well, um, with a quick shout-out to Alberto in Monterrey, who absolutely loves Balloon and always has, we're going to listen to that now. Balloon, this is Años Atrás.
Okay, so that song was lovely. Now that's um that's a single that's going to be on their like forthcoming album that we've been waiting for for ten years. Called Prisma Tropical. That's supposed to be coming out this spring, isn't it? I hope so because I've been waiting for it for a long time. We have we have high hopes for this. Um, I mean, we've been we've been seeing them on like you know. You know, albums we're looking forward to in twenty blah 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 for like three years now. So <sighs> I'm I'm excited because I they did recently put up on you know put out on on like their social media that it's complete. So hopefully we should be hearing it soon. Well, what we do have is balloon here in New York City, Woo. and um, I've never gotten to see them live because I'm a terrible person. But um, I don't know. Have you seen them live? Like, tell tell folks what what's it like to see balloon. On stage. Yeah, so I actually saw Balloon open for Los Walters in Puerto Rico. And oh my God, I hate you. <laughs> That's like a dream show for me, damn. And it was pretty wild, yeah. So it was a Christmas show, too. So they basically had, like... Come through, Coquito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do remember that flyer. I remember that lineup. Yeah, it was a yeah. really good lineup. Was, yeah. So I didn't realize that the band is actually huge and they have additional people they bring in yeah. for those shows. Because it's supposed to be the four of them and then they have a new lady because, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure this is public knowledge, but like Nora is pregnant. So I don't think she's going to be playing with them for a bit. Um, you better check with them before you say that. Okay. Well, I know that Nora's pregnant. Um, but, <laughs> That's but, not what I meant, Richard. I know. No, but I, I, well, I do know that this lady has like been playing with them. I forget her name. God, Angelica told me, but she's really cool because she, she's been doing a lot of the percussion with Jose. I saw her um, when they played out in the Streets Fest mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Um, and yeah, but I mean, she's great. And like, I, I, I think this is so cool because like when we interview them, they're all just so like multifaceted, like that, you know, they all are thinking on such high levels, but they're so different. And like yeah. every song is so complex and it's just like, you know, it's electronic, but it's like, it still has like high composition, but still like has like all these like acoustic instruments. And it's just like, what is happening? Maybe that's why it takes them so long to release an album. But like a um, from what we've heard so far, uh, I would say that they, when, once they get there, they really get there. Um, you were saying that um, they were one of the um, that they're they're the only one of the only bands in Brooklyn that has a quattro. Yeah, so they include traditional Puerto Rican folk instruments in their performances, which is really cool. And I had never heard them bow with a quattro <laughs> while also mixing like shoegaze in there. Really yeah, wild. Yeah, well, uh, Nora, I believe Nora is the one that plays the the cuatro, and she's just so fucking good, and it's so compelling. I mean, because she's an ethnomusicologist, is she not? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and a professor, and oh. oh yeah, they're they're all like super smart, but like, and when they so like, and then they mix these things all together, and it really works. I mean, honestly, some music that you might describe as electroacoustic is a little corny, um, or mm. electro folk. Yeah. But like, I don't know. They're just the coolest. I don't understand it, but like, they're okay. But there's, did you have anything else to say? No? No, I was going to say, like, yeah, like, they make it work. So you would think that it would be kind of weird and wouldn't actually work well together. It sounds kind of gimmicky, but works so well. It's so beautiful. I, I, after seeing them live for the first time, I told everybody about them. I made my editor at Brooklyn Vegan let me write about them, and then he got into them too. So that was nice. <laughs> See? Well, and I have heard from, like, several, like, Anglo people, like, that, you know, that they like Balloon. Like, it's not just... Because, like, I mean, 
you know, sometimes like it's just it, the music is so overpowering, like it, it's so oversaturating. Like sometimes you the 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 lyrics are just sort of like go into the fall into the foreground, and like you can really navigate it just for what it is. It's so awesome. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't really need to know Spanish to appreciate their yeah. music at all. It's just so gorgeous. And if you're somebody who really cares about the lyrics, just look them up. It's that easy. So and this is this episode is is again it's highlighting the DIY scene in Puerto Rico and you know obviously like we are one of our first 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 episodes uh, was on the Puerto Rican punk scene because you know Beverly decided that she needed to do a scene report because she was on vacation and then saw yeah. some incredible bands and was like we got to talk about this shit um, and so I'm really excited about some of the bands that you brought in but today. it's like none of the same bands that you brought in so exactly it's great. Um, so, so who did you talk to. Um, I think it was, I had, I, well, I didn't interview anyone, um, because I'm too shy unless Richard makes me, um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, are we still, we're recording oh, right yeah, now? Girl. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, I spaced out. I apologize. No. Um, let's see. There was, oh, there was Los Manglers. I saw them. They were playing with Shannon, the clams and, um, <clears throat> did you see Rani Malores that night? Uh, yeah, it was Reanimadorius. That's when I saw them, too. Yes, yeah, so there were, like, a few bands that were really good. Um, mm-hmm. They all played Club 77. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, but so it's, like, you know, so there is, like, a solid punk scene, um, longstanding. If you like Davila Seis, there's more where that came from. And, yeah, so you brought in, like, two more bands that are, like, pretty rock and roll. And um, maybe you can tell us about the ones we're about to hear. So, yeah, so um, the next ones on the playlist are Las Abejas and Fantasmas. So why, why these bands? Well, Las Abejas are really cool because, first of all, they're one of the very few bands in Puerto Rico who actually sing in English and in Spanish. So I feel like they're a lot more accessible. Yeah, which, um, you know, which in, in a way makes sense because, like, Puerto Rico is actually a, a pretty bilingual yeah. island, you know. Um, and then what about Fantasmas? Fantasmas are a really great band to listen to when you're high and drunk. And also when you're sober. <laughs> I but feel that. <laughs> I feel like the first time I listened to them, I was slightly tipsy at a show where they opened for Jacuzzi Boys. And I remember being like, yes, this is what I need right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's listen to that and then we'll come back with some more. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. So the song, oh, yeah. the, so the La Sabeja song is called She Will. And the Fantasme song you're about to hear it's is called, called Sybin Veer. Okay. Like this, not that 
I didn't, I mean, I didn't quite know these bands that way. I'd heard of both of them. I'd heard of Las Abejas and Fantasmas. And I really dig that, like, Las Abejas have that very, like, sort of, like, you know, um, drilling, sort of, like, fast-paced rock and roll, like, which I'm into. And this felt, like, a little more, what's, what's the word here? Like, not drony, not prog. Like, it's just sort of, like... Psychedelic rock? Yeah, okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just sort of, like, yeah. meandering, which is cool. Um I I don't know the bands too well. Like, do do you know? Have you heard of them, Bev? Oh, um, <clears throat> I'm I'm pretty familiar with Fantasmes in the sense of being like a fan. Um, and you know, it's it's cool to me because uh, maybe because like the lyrics aren't very central to what they do, mm. and because they're freaking terrific. Uh, you know, they've been covered in like a lot of places. Um, that like are you know English Gringo publications like Spin or Pitchfork stuff like that. And um, so that's kind of interesting. That's been like an interesting thing about their career. I appreciate that we've gotten you on board with the term gringo as just like sort of like a label, not not even disparaging. It's just a cataloger. I mean, that's what the, that's what it is. <laughs> um, we will call it what it is. Hey. Um, and but yeah, I'm actually not familiar with Las Abejas at all. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about them? Um, so it's one of the guys from the Animadores, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's both bands intertwined and the same guy used to, um, perform with Dax DS. Mm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Dax? Because I think that he's a really important part of the music scene. Like if you're involved in music in Puerto Rico, you know about him. Yeah. So I don't know too much about him. I found out about him after he died. Although I did see in my last FM that he had sent, like, he published one of those, like, messages you could send people, but, mm-hmm. like, publicly, that, where he just wrote, hey. And it was really interesting to find that after I found out who he was and getting into his music and just be like, oh, wow, shit. So, so the late singer-songwriter Dax Diaz once messaged you on Last FM? Yeah, because I think I said hi to him because he had good taste in music, so he wrote hey back <laughs> I, I've, I've never he- heard of Dax Diaz um, can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about what um, what he did yeah so he did 
mostly folk music, but it's more in line with like American folk rather than Puerto Rican folk, which is really interesting. And from what I've heard, he was even friends with like some of the band members from Pixies and stuff like that. Hmm. So he was a really interesting guy. And fortunately, he died very young. Nobody really knows how he died. So, okay. how do you dev- differentiate uh, Puerto Rican folk from from like just traditional American folk music? I'm I, I never really thought about like that difference. I guess it's mostly the instruments. It's like a different. I wow, I'm so bad at explaining this. But it's like in Puerto Rico, okay, and then okay. yeah, it's more rhythmic. Yeah, I see. Okay, yeah, I mean, I like, I feel like maybe that's like an obvious question, but it's just like I never really thought of it that way because, like, when I think of like a Fito Paez or Mercedes Sosa, like it doesn't sound too different to me from like a a Bob Dylan, you know. I guess that's interesting because, like, yeah, there, then there's so there's that folk music in mm-hmm. Latin America, or and there's that folk movement, but right. then there's like other stuff that, like, I think what you're probably referring to more. Tatiana would be like I, when you said that I, I figured you probably meant like more like um, more traditional folk music that has Latin American roots. I guess so. Or not? I don't know much about either. So. Okay, I mean that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, one but, thing yeah. you you do know a lot about is um, the Pixies and their history in Puerto Rico, and I was wondering. Um, Wait, if, what? Yeah, yeah. I so, think educate Richard. He doesn't know about any of this. Because I used to. I mean, I'm a big Pixies fan, and I've never heard this. What's up? With Wait, this? no. We should have done the whole episode on this. I have so much to say. Um, Pitchfork unfortunately killed my piece because it Blarney was written Pitchfork. on this because it it was supposed to be published like right before the hurricane, and then it happened. And you were like, nope, we can't do this anymore. Which is really sad, but. but so what is their history with, with Puerto Rico? So, um, Frank Flax lived in Puerto Rico. Well, he studied abroad there, if you count it as abroad. For Fair. a few months, and then he decided to form Pixies, quit school right while he was living there. So he had the option of like going to New Zealand, I think, or... Going back to school, he was like, fuck that. I'm going to form a band. But basically, there are a few songs about Puerto Rico. There's Isla de Encanta. Oh, yeah, I did know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Crackety Jones. Where Is My Mind also references Puerto Rico a little bit. There's another one that I forgot that also says, like, Includes Puerto Rican slang. It's like super obvious it's about Puerto Rico. So is like Surfer Rosa about Puerto Rico or something like that, maybe? Like the it's record? sort of no? hinted. Ah, I see. That it's about Puerto Rico. Like, mm. it's mostly little. It's about Puerto Rico. Mm. And he's, so, and like, I mean, he's always, I've, I've always, I always knew, I never knew, um, until you told me, I never knew anything about um, the Pixies and... Uh, Puerto Rico. I knew that um, Frank Black, like, obviously I knew that Frank Black peppered, liked to pepper the lyrics with Spanish and things like that. But I just thought, I don't know, he knew some Spanish and he liked it and thought it sounded good in a song, you know? Um, Well, so speaking of icons, let's speak of a modern icon. So you brought in a song by Davila Seis Seis Seis. Yeah. uh, The little song called Tu. Um, Now, 
you know, obviously like there, I mean, I mean the impact of Davila Seis 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 and sort of like this modern wave of like indie and punk, uh, out of Puerto Rico is like sort of like major. I mean, this is the name that everybody's associated, associates that scene with, um, not so much AJ just by himself. Yeah. Um, so like what, why, why do you think that is like, what do you think was sort of the, the long-term impact of a band like Davila Seis Seis Seis? To be honest, I got into them right after they broke up. So I never really got to appreciate the whole love that this scene had for them. But at the same time, if you listen to their music, you can see that they're really unique and incredible within the scene. And I still think that even though all the bands we're talking about today are great, <laughs> they're still not at that level of Davila Seis that's the thing. Like, WSACCS is one of those special bands that's completely irreproducible. If you've seen them once, like, you're changed forever. And, but I know nothing can last forever, and I accept that they're not together anymore. What about Cold November Rain? What? <laughs> nothing lasts forever, even Cold November Rain. That's from Guns N' Roses. Never mind. Bye. <laughs> um,. So anyway, Beverly's <laughs> uh, face is priceless right now. Um, well, uh, I, Puerto Rico has a great punk scene. I do confess that I've never heard the record. Uh, is it more than one record that they that Davila Seis had? I just remember one, like the last one, being like a big deal, um, like on the blogs. Like I remember Phonograma would not stop talking about it, which cool because I need to go listen to it now. But pretty sure they've got two. I've got one of them on vinyl. Wow. Yeah, I think they're two. Come through with the treasures. Because um, I know it's AJ and his brother, and his brother went on to form Fuerte Villete, no? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there are two albums. We've got Tan Bajo right here. Yeah, Tan Bajo hey. is my favorite. This one's the jam, that's for sure. We're now like just ap appreciating this record in the flesh, and we're like, oh, cool, cute. Um, maybe this is the one that I've heard? I don't know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, let's go ahead and listen to two. Um, why, why, why this song, Tatiana? This song is actually really beautiful for them. Like, you wouldn't expect this from like, a punk band like them, but it's so gorgeous. And it's that one song that you listen to when you're sad and heartbroken and you want to feel all the feelings. So let's feel all the feelings right now. Sustain. 
You know, I'm not sure that I'd heard that Davila Say 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 song, and I think of myself as like a fan of theirs, but that was like so super chill. It was like almost like Stone Roses or Jesus and Mary Chain. Yeah, but you have the record. You have it in your hand right now. So it's off that album? Yeah. I just completely forgot that one. I think because like if so it's you're a, not actually a fan, you're just a poser, Beverly. Maybe. Wow, Beverly. I Possibly. It. I think I it, it. it might just be like it's well, for one thing, I haven't listened to that album in a long time. And for another thing, um, if it's like a very if it's a very chill song, I'm probably going to space on it unless somebody like Tatiana like makes me listen to it. But anyway, you are definitely a real fan. And you were just telling us a story about um, how much you love that song. Yeah. So one time I couldn't sleep. So I actually went on one of those sites, like sort of like Genius, but not Genius, and translated the song. Then I realized it's a lot prettier in Spanish than English. Oh, it, it, like it's a lot prettier in Spanish than English? Yeah. Um, well, at any rate, you were doing the Lord's work. <laughs> that's for sure. You ever wonder like who does those translations? It's, it's people who can't sleep and want to share with the world. It's the dream machine. Um, so, okay, so we have uh, some more uh, music along in this vein in the, you know, your DIY rocker indie punk situations. So we have a song by uh, Campo Formio uh, called Teenage Wrinkles. Um, I, I, I just really liked it because it was like, uh, you know, just sort of like a shot of adrenaline. Like it's just like fast and, yeah. you know, electric. Like what, so, so what's up with Campo Formio? I've n- I'd never heard them until I saw this playlist. I think they're working on new music. I think so. I think that song is from 2016, right? It's called Teenage Wrinkles. So I'm going to guess yes. <laughs> so I feel like Campformio are filling in the void that um, Davila Say is left. So they have a huge cult following. I've even seen a graffiti that says Campformio. And in one of those Anthony Bourdain shows... <laughs> they had a shot where like, there's a sticker of the band and a sign. So they were like sharing it on all social media. Like, oh my God, we're in this like, show. See, that's when you know a band is real, that there's like graffiti about them. We got featured on the Travel Channel, y'all. <laughs> that's kind of rad. Well, that's awesome. And then, so yeah, so we're going to play that back to back with a song by Los Pepinillos. And actually, we did play Los Pepinillos in, that, in the second ever episode of Song Mess. Um, called Body Quake Throwback. Um, and that was that was the one that was my scene report. That was your scene report. I did see them. Yeah, yeah. And um, so the song is El Cuarto, um, and I've actually seen Los Pepinillos as well. I saw Los Pepinillos in Monterrey at a at a Festival Normal. I saw them in Las Ardillas, just sort of like randomly there for like a Puerto Rican punk showcase in the mountains. And I was like, okay. Um, but like, have you seen Los Pepinillos before, Tatiana? I have many times. I feel like whenever I go there, they're always playing a show. 
a good punk band is always playing a show. Like I feel like a book. Or they're never playing a show. One or the other. They should always be playing or they should like almost never play and you can't find them and no one's even sure if they really exist. It's never like that one a month rule once a month rule that like some bands have is more like, you know, we're playing four times a week in the same bar. Come through. Or like maybe we might all be dead. (laughs) Maybe. In Um, in that terrible bathroom in Santurce. Um, Okay, so let's listen to some rock and roll. Okay, so uh, again, we're going to listen to Campo Formio. The song is called Teenage Wrinkles. And then we're going to play Los Pepinillos. The song is called El Cuarto.
right. So this has been super cool, but we're about to wrap up. So I wanted to ask you something, maybe like sum things up. Like, so if you could, if you had to say it, what would be your favorite thing about the scene in Puerto Rico, but also what would be your least favorite? Huh? I think the favorite thing is that it's so accessible. Um, they, most of these bands play really small venues. So it feels like a sense of community where you're all there, especially um, Campo Formio shows, or get super packed. It's always sold out, and you see everybody you know in the island there. So it's really nice. It's a really nice experience, even though I'm not often the island. When I do go to her shows, it feels like home. Ah, uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I know that feeling. Well, And then what is your least favorite thing? There are too many dudes. <laughs> Too many dudes. Okay, so sounds like a song. Too many dudes. <laughs> you should Too write many a song dicks about on the dance floor. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> this is that's your like. This is gonna be your feminist electro pop band. Too many dicks on the dance floor. You don't get the reference. No, I don't know that song. Flight of Concords. No, oh, no, but no, I don't get it. I like Flight of the Concords, but no, I don't know that song. Maybe I didn't see that. Um, maybe I didn't watch that season. I think it's the first season. Really? Yeah. Maybe I didn't watch the anyway. first season. <laughs> well, but yeah, so it's it's a bit ladyless in the landscape. Yeah. So like, there are a few bands. There's Rebecca Kill. Um, there's Mima. There's Lola Pistola. Mm. But that's not enough. I've seen way too many dudes. And I get really excited when I see a girl on stage. But it's extremely rare. And it doesn't make me feel accepted sometimes at shows. Like, it feels very masculine. Like, it becomes very alienating. Yeah. And you did mention there are some co-ed bands, like Los Pepinillos that we just played. or Yeah. But sometimes just having one woman in your band, even if it's, like, a super talented woman, it's not enough. Right. Like, it's really frustrating to be at these shows and see a lot more guys and girls and have them have this platform when you really want to see somebody who's like killing it, who is a woman or somebody who just isn't a man. And, you know, as, as we all know, I'm sure the talent is out there. Yeah. yeah. Like, all I want is a Puerto Rican version of Vivian Girls just, like, shredding it. Okay, so we've got our wish list. We know what we <laughs> want for Christmas. Um, before we move on to the last song, I wanted to ask you um, a little bit about, like, I don't know, what your experience has been um, being a Latina who covers music, who d- doesn't write about Latin music. You write about a lot about, like, indie and punk from the U.S., and um, do you ever feel like people, and you mentioned trying to avoid being pigeonholed. Do you feel like sometimes it is hard to avoid being pigeonholed or like people like want to sort of like push you into um, that kind of like in, into like a role that's really not you? Yeah, all the time. I mean, I grew up with Garbage, um, Rilo Kylie, Tyson Dronicus, bands like that. So for me... Being a Puerto Rican writer, some publicists try to pitch me stuff that's like reggaeton or Bad Bunny and stuff like that. I'm like, skirt. <laughs> I don't know anything about B- Bad Bunny. He has cool hair. He is an interesting looking dude. That's and, all I know. And fun sound effects. Skirt. <laughs> Richard knows more about Bad Bunny than you do. Yeah. El Conejo Malo is the shit. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> 
Like Richard knows more about Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny's like Puerto Rican, right? I mean, yes, he is yeah. Puerto Rican. See, he, he knows more. Yeah. Like, I don't that know. Is, I didn't know that about him. That is truly an unprecedented sentence that Richard knows more about Bad Bunny than me. Like that is, I'm getting that tattooed and, on my and back. Yet, I feel like there's like another side to the coin also where like, um, you know, there are bands from um, Puerto Rico. There are bands that sing in Spanish that you're aware of. And then, but you... And, and you would like to see them get covered more in mainstream outlets. So it's like, it's sort of a, a weird position to be in. Yeah. It's really hard to be like, hey, I want somebody who isn't Romescla to write about Balloon. Right. Or write about Los Walters. It's really hard to find. And I really want editors to let me write about these bands. It's like, it doesn't matter if they're speaking, speaking I mean, singing in Spanish. It matters that their music is really, really good. And it would appeal to a wider audience than just readers who are Latinos. Well, and that's what that's why I find it super encouraging. Like, yeah, you know, we write for Remezcla and like that's really cool. And that, you know, but it is a Latin publication mm-hmm. highlighting Latin talent. You know, it excites me more when I see Balloon being written about in The Fader or when I see La Vida Boheme with a cover story written by Beverly Bryan at on spin you're embarrassing me on the podcast (laughs) well i mean when am i not but but my point is like you know when you see like you know latinxes uh on non-traditionally latinx you know publications like that 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 to me is like where it's at you know yeah um that's so and and so you you feel like you've encountered some resistance to that and i was wondering like where do you think that comes from i don't know i think that it's just like mostly because i didn't grow up with that even though I'm Puerto Rican, I don't think I'm the voice of Latinos. Right. Like, I can't properly talk about reggaeton or whatever because I didn't really have any experience with that except, like, middle school dances where you grinded on each other awkwardly. And and it sounds like it doesn't, the subject also doesn't really interest you all that much. Yeah, um, it's just not my thing. But actually, like, it's fine. That's um, not my thing. It's just. Like, it's not. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a really bad Puerto Rican. I don't listen to salsa. I don't know how to dance to salsa. Same. I don't listen to reggaeton. Same. Okay, but actually what I was asking you was, um, so, yeah, so that's like, you know, you know, so like you, um, I, you know, I can completely understand why, like, you are resistant to writing about reggaeton because you, it's not your subject area mm-hmm. but um i was but, like sometimes if you like are pitching a band like balloon like you encounter resistance from editors and i was wondering like what what is your why do you or like not in not even just from your own in, in terms of like your own personal situation but i'm wondering like what is your perspective oh, yeah, we on can like edit why this so it wouldn't sound like oh no it's fine or like yeah i think it's fine <laughs> this all makes sense um so i was wondering um like i guess well do you think it's racism or do you just think it's like foreign because of language or oh, is there something else at play? No, I think it's just like they have less familiarity than somebody like Beverly who has been writing about foreign bands for a while. Right. So it's really hard for them to actually understand why these bands should be covered. And it takes a lot of energy to be like, hey, listen to this band you, who you know nothing about, who nobody around you has listened to except me. So I get why editors would be hesitant to listen to them, but at the same time, I feel like they really should. And and just a reminder for the gringos in the back, Puerto Ricans are not foreigners or foreign or anything other than U.S. citizens that speak another language and English, bitch. Okay, how many of you fucking gringos speak more than one language? Just saying. America is bilingual. 
Yeah. Just a reminder, Fun y'all. Fun fact. Um, but also, there are bands from Puerto Rico who sing in English, too. Boop. Like we learned tonight. Yeah, like Jenna from the block. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so any, anyway, moving on. Although, you know, it is, I do think it's, it's one nice thing is that there are um, more and more and um, for a while now, there are bands that do get recognized that are like from Puerto Rico. They do sing in Spanish. They mm-hmm. do get recognized. Yeah. And um, one of them is Busca Boya. Wait, I want to say something before that. Oh, sorry. No, go on. Yeah. <laughs> Snippity snip. So yeah, one interesting thing about being a Latino writer is that you feel forced to still use your identity as a form of like writing for publications that are really big who they have nobody to write about those things. So, for example, I feel like I've pitched Pitchfork a bunch of stuff that is Puerto Rico-affiliated, like the Pixies thing that got killed off, because I'm like, okay, I don't think you have anybody doing this. I'm going to do it. And that's how I ended up uh, also writing for HuffPost, Latino Voices, and sites like that. And so in, like in some ways, tokenism? that's like a, that's a good thing. So it's, you're saying in some ways it's a positive thing where there's like a niche you can fill. It or, is. But at the same rather... time, it's exhausting to be like, okay, I have to do this as a way to get in and be allowed this opportunity to mm. write. Do you see it as tokenism? It is. Yeah. Mm. Like I do, I do know like there are some instances where like, I've been the only Puerto Rican on staff, so I have to explain things to my white coworkers. Or they'll ask me like, "Hey, does this sound like is it tropical sensitive? for you? Yes. Do you like the word <laughs> tropical is used a lot to describe music?" I'm like, yeah. "Please stop." Oh no. Okay, so please stop writing that way, Richard and Beverly. So yeah, we <laughs> yeah we we do say tropical. Uh, I, I love using um, tropical girl. What, what oh pissed me God. off is like when um <laughs> what, what pissed me off though was when that when some music came out they started calling it tropical house and like has no connection to like any kind of tropical music it's, and it'll I'm just be like goth. Which, no, it was oh it was like a an EDM. Well, that's a neon that's, thing. that's a shout out to Jose from Balloon who's like everything is like tropical goth. Cause, just because they'll be wearing like a black T-shirt in Puerto Rico and like tropi goth, tropi darks. I, I am here for tropi darks. That's pretty great. Okay, well let's let's wrap this baby up. Um, yeah, we, we should. Okay, um, so one one thing we were gonna say yes. is um. So yeah, so let's wrap this baby up. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that you can follow us uh, on all of the social medias: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Songmess uh, or Songmess Music. Uh, you can email us at songmessmusic at gmail And hey, Bev, where can people listen to our incredible show? Oh, you can go on iTunes, and if you do, you should review us, and you should rate us five stars. Five stars only. And make sure that anyone who checks it out knows just how great we are, because I know you love us. Yes. And 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 you know what? Like, so many of you guys are like not afraid to hit us up on like the social medias. I'd be like, y'all be up in our DMs all the time. No nudes, but it's okay. We forgive. Um, but you guys have you some- want the nudes? I want the- Hell yeah, I want the nudes. Uh, you nudes know. for Richard, not for me. Bev is not on Instagram, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. But, um, but yeah, no, but like you been sending so many great suggestions lately like you know we haven't forgotten about you i'm compiling a list we're gonna bring it in i'm gonna take all the credit don't worry um but yeah like please keep sending us stuff uh it seems that you guys are also really liking our little get to know features so that's really exciting who would you like us to like you know dissect a little bit deeper send us suggestions you Ooh, know yeah do that yeah like and people with like a cool catalog or a cool history like someone that you want to know more about you know because like 
I'm, we're probably familiar with them, but like we just it didn't occur to us yet, and it should have. And our research team, Miss Go- Google, is popping. So right. Um, and hey, hey Bev, I heard somewhere that uh, that we have apparel now that we have merch. Oh yeah, we have T-shirts, baby onesies. You go on there and um, you can order them off of Threadless to help us pay for uh, hosting for the podcast. Yes, ma'am. Um, it's Threadless dot song uh, dot and yeah, I mean, we have all sorts of uh, colors and styles and things that you can get. We're working on getting more graphics. It's going to be the shit. And mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to see everybody up out here in like your song mess apparel. We would, oh yeah. And if you don't like iTunes, we're also on Stitcher, Google Play, the whole nine yards. And now that we've uh, done all our shameless plugging, uh, Tatiana might as well jump in on here. Uh, where can people read your work? Where can people find you on the social medias if that's something you want to advertise? I'm only using Twitter now. Or Instagram, you can send me dog pics instead of dick pics. Dog pics, yes. Dog pics? Dog pics. Oh, I heard dog pics. I was like, yeah, send me your files. <laughs> <laughs> send Tatiana money. Yeah, please send me money. I am broke. Come through, Bitcoin. I'm a very broke freelance writer. Yeah, so I write for Billboard, Uproxx, Bandcamp, and a bunch of other places that are really cool. And they let me write about really good stuff. So you check it out. And what's your Twitter handle, girl? It's my name. At full name. At Tatiana Ternero. Wow, Tenreiro. you fucked it up. Tenreiro. A Tenreiro. I'm, it's, it's a lot of letters. It's at Tatiana Ternero. Tenreiro. Hey, I almost did it the not gringo way. <laughs> what's, your, what's your Twitter handle, Tatiana? Richard, you should learn my name. It's at Tatiana Tenreiro. Hey! Hey! You did it! And figure it out. We'll just link to it in the in the show notes. Um, so we're gonna close out with a song by probably maybe the most famous band on this playlist, um, Buscabulla. Um, now they've been like darlings for for a while. Um, why why are they on this playlist today, Tatiana? Well, they're not like the other bands, but they are still pretty pretty big here. Correct. And they basically make for good getting it on music. That is true. I have gotten word it onto them. to the wise. <laughs> I, you know, wear protection, know your status. But I have gotten it onto them. Uh, <laughs> and they're leaving New York. I mean, like I feel like they're synonymous with the Brooklyn scene, and they're they're out now. Yeah, that's the thing. I I feel like here they were really Puerto Rican though. Like, I feel like they stood yeah. out because they were so in touch with their roots. But now they're going to be even more in touch with their roots because they're going back. Yeah, uh, I wrote, because um, they're like, their farewell show was last week. Um, and and I wrote a little primo uh, promo piece for Remesla where, like, you know, they, they answered some questions. And basically, they're just, you know, they're going back to the island to, like, raise their child, to raise their daughter. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, like, and she's the cutest sweetest thing and you know we were at the show and they were very kind and gracious and they spoke to everybody that stayed you know they like took pictures like Raquel looked amazing it was like this dress that was made out of like deconstructed like Puerto Rico baseball jerseys it was amazing oh, you told me about that it was it was like somewhere between like traditional bomba dancer and like the Ziggy Stardust like asymmetrical jumpsuit I feel like that's very her it was amazing oh and she was wearing like light up shoes it was amazing like sneak 
sneakers, right? Yeah, like 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 light up sneakers. It was amazing. Yes. But yeah, but I mean, like they just want to be with family. I, you know, they've been doing so much work with Prima Fund, and I think like you know, um, we've we've spoken extensively about like the hurricane relief and all that jazz, and like you know, they they're just going to be doing more work with with their foundation down there. So um, and just being with family and as you said, going back to like their roots and I, that makes perfect sense to me. And, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, I get it. You know, just like going back and being con la familia. And yeah. I'm sure they'll still be here playing shows. Plenty. Right I mean, on. They're going to be at Coachella. So that's, that's going to be awesome. And, yes. and I have to say, I'm thrilled that you brought in this song because again, like, you know, años atrás, this is a song that's a little bit older that like, this is a great opportunity to play on the show. I'm not sure we've played this one on the show. We've never played huh. it. And this is their maybe their most famous hit. So uh, talk to us about Metele. It's their version, well, their interpretation of a reggaeton song. Really? Yeah. They said that in an interview. So it's really interesting. So it's like she was basically taking that misogynistic like, expression and turning it into something that's like sultry and feminist. So it's really cool. I really like this one. They're actually like more subversive than they seem on the surface sometimes. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, cool. Well, uh, is there anything left for us to add before we sign off, children? Tatiana, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes. Thank you for inviting me and making me tea. Yes. All right, and spilling some tea. Um, <laughs> um, all right, guys. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of Song Mess. Shout out to you, Tatiana. Shout out to the island of El Encanto of Puerto Rico. Uh, we're playing out with Buscabulla. The track is Metele. And, well, metale.